Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands we record this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, as well as the Wanarua and the Gamilaroi people. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Have you tried to use the flight credits you've had banked up since COVID hit and your trip was cancelled? Well, some have, and it's not as easy as you might think. You would try call them. It would be about a two-hour wait, email after email, and you'd get the automatic response of being like, yes, we're currently overwhelmed, we're trying to deal with this. Once that six-month extension had gone through, Tiger ended up actually closing down. Today, we're going to look at what's going on with flights now that borders are reopened and whether using your credit now is worth the wait and the potential cost. At the start of 2020, loads of us had flights already booked for travel both interstate and overseas. But as the months went on, slowly but surely, all our plans were ruined by the march of the global coronavirus pandemic, leaving many of us with hundreds, thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of dollars in cancelled flight and other travel-related credits. Some were lucky and got a cash refund, but they seem to have been the minority. A recent survey from consumer advocacy group Choice showed of all the Aussies who had a COVID-cancelled flight, less than 31% got a refund. Some got a partial refund with a credit voucher, while others just had to wait as all that money stayed tied up with the airlines until such a time as we could all get in the air again and use those flight credit vouchers. But what if your airline no longer exists? At the very start of 2020, Tice was super excited to head to Melbourne to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child with the girls. But then COVID hit, and like so many of us, her flight was cancelled. So I was flying with Tiger Air, and at first they seemed to do really well. So I immediately got an email going, my flight's being cancelled due to COVID cuts, and then they gave me a six-month credit, which I thought at the time, great because we obviously never knew what was going to happen. And I was like, yeah, this will all blow over in six months and I'll get my trip. Once the six months was up, I had to then email again, being like, hey, guys, six months is up. I obviously still can't fly anywhere. And they go, that's fine. We'll organise another six-month extension. Once that six-month extension had gone through, Tiger ended up actually closing down. So where do you go from here? You have a flight credit with an airline that no longer exists, but you still want to get your money back, or at least a way to get on another flight. It ended up being one of the most irritating and difficult things I've ever had to deal with. Unfortunately, they just dropped off the face of the earth. You would try call them, it would be about a two-hour wait and by two hours I honestly I just couldn't 
stand listening to their ringtone anymore or their like waiting call time and it just wasn't possible email after email and you'd get the automatic response of being like yes we're um, currently overwhelmed we're trying to deal with this great I completely understand that but that's my money (laughs) I want to fly if not fly I would like my money back so I ended up actually going down to the airport because I had finally had enough and of course no one was there so Virgin actually own Tiger Air so I was trying to speak to someone from Virgin and they kept telling me that I had to keep calling and I had to keep emailing which I started to get really frustrated with because I obviously was getting no response and it had been about a year at this time it finally got to the point where someone actually did reply to my email after I did the I'm going to go to the ombudsman if no one replies to this email because I've just had enough. And they basically just said, yeah, that's great. We'll extend it for another three years. Where was I supposed to use this flight? So I'd completely written off these flights because I was like, do you know what? It's just not worth my time. It's just not worth the stress. But then after speaking about it, I was like, do you know what? No, (laughs) it's just the principle of the matter. So I ended up actually calling last week and getting a hold of someone through Virgin. And now they have now changed my credit to Virgin Credit, which has been really helpful. But it's been over two years now and I still haven't been able to use it or haven't even booked a flight. Even for those whose airlines are still running, using their credit has turned out to be a bit tricky. Some of the deadlines to use those credits came and went as the pandemic stretched out into its second year. Some airlines did extend their use-by dates when it became clear that it wasn't going to end in the original 12-month credit period. So when finally, at the end of last year, international borders and most domestic borders had reopened, many jumped back online to try and book themselves the holiday or family reunion that had been on hold for years using that banked cash. And here's where many people have hit a roadblock. For some, you can't use your flight voucher when rebooking online you have to go through a call centre or use an online virtual chat service. To get through to someone on the other end has taken some voucher holders upwards of 10 hours. Qantas has apologised for the long wait time, saying their call volume has increased from 7,500 calls a day to 14,000, with calls taking an average of 50% longer to resolve than they did pre-COVID. They assure customers that they are in the process of training more staff and are adding hundreds more to their call centres as they become ready. Webjet is informing travellers that they will only speak to you on the phone if your flight departure is within 48 hours. All other inquiries have to go through the chat function, which can take hours of waiting in front of a computer as you advance in a queue. When you do go to rebook, some are informed that the advertised online price for the flight isn't eligible for those using flight credits. This is for fresh bookings only. Qantas gave us a statement regarding this issue, but wouldn't speak to us for this episode. Millions of our customers have been able to successfully change their flight or use their flight credit with extra flexibility that wasn't available pre-COVID. When a customer is looking to use their flight credit and wants to book a more expensive fare than their original booking, a fair difference will apply, as has always been the case. Importantly, if we cancel a flight, customers have a number of options, including a cash refund, rebooking of an alternative flight to the book destination if possible, or a flight credit, 
which has additional flexibility. We did put some fare rules back last September when borders began to stabilise, which means customers can choose not to take a flight and still retain the value in a flight credit. But it does need to be used on a new booking of equal or higher value. These credits account for less than 5% of the flight credits we're currently holding and still represent more flexibility than pre-COVID. The Choice survey we previously mentioned also found that of those who were actually able to use their flight vouchers, 44% had to pay more than the original cost of the flight, 21% have been unable to use their vouchers, and one in four have had their credit expire. Qantas has recently confirmed that they currently have $1.4 billion in outstanding airline credits, with many of their deadlines to use those extended to the end of next year. But if people give up on those credits, is that an easy profit for the airline? Julia Stewart is Head of Policy and Government Relations at Choice. She works across all of Choice's policy areas, but specialises in people's rights under the Australian Consumer Law, General Consumer Affairs, Data and Technology, and any legal issues that come up in their work. Julia, there are some who are concerned that airlines are making it so difficult for people to redeem their flight credits that they're hoping many will just give up and forfeit the money. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that is absolutely the sense that we've been getting. We actually recently did a survey and what we found was that almost three quarters, so about 73% of people who had booked flights in the last two years have had a flight cancelled and about half of those, so about 52% of people who booked flights received a flight credit due to a COVID-related cancellation. And from that, we've seen a number of issues that have arisen when people have tried to sort of, you know, claim those credits back or ask for a refund or even problems when they've just tried to go and make a booking and use those credits online. We've come up against a few of those issues. And one of those seems to be that the airline is allowed to, and I'm not sure if they are actually allowed to do this, say that the price that's being advertised online for the particular flight that you want to book is only for new bookings, not for using credits, which attract a higher fee. That doesn't seem fair, is that? No, so that's what we've been told as well. So what we've been told is that People essentially, the current, particularly with Qantas, their current policy is that if you've been issued a flight credit, you have to then go and book a flight that's of the same price or higher. If you've got a $500 credit and you want to book a flight that's worth $475, the airlines actually won't let you do that. You then have to go and buy a whole new ticket. And then if you want to go and speak to someone, what we've also been hearing, it's really problematic when you try and contact the company. People have been on hold. We've heard of one story where a woman was on hold for 12 hours to try and remedy the problem. So we here at Choice think is a problem. We've actually written to the ACCC making a complaint about this behaviour. What are you hoping the ACCC will do when they do have a look at the letter that you have written to them? We've asked the ACCC to look at the Qantas C and see whether Qantas's terms and conditions for flight amounts, what we'd call unfair contract terms under the Australian consumer law. We've also asked them to look at when Qantas talks to their customers about the flight credits, whether they're being completely honest or whether what they're doing could be seen as misleading and deceptive conduct. So basically, because Qantas have made it difficult and confusing for customers to use flight credits for cancelled travel, we think that that's unworkable for most customers. So we've lodged the complaint. Essentially, what we'd like to see is a sensible plan for the governments to fix the travel rights issue that Australians are facing. We're calling for an information standard, but we'd really like to see federal, state and territory governments all work together to make travel easier and fairer for all Australians. Because I think, you know, given what we've all been through, we all really are in need of a good holiday. 
Do you have any advice for people who are trying to navigate this at the moment? It seems like a bit of a wild west at the minute. (laughs) Absolutely. So one thing we'd really encourage people to do is just make sure you look at the terms and conditions of your particular bookings. Also, don't be afraid to contact the company because, for example, a lot of the time Qantas has offered people flight credits when in many cases they'd actually be eligible for a refund. So the best thing to do is go and do your homework, see what you can do, and I know it's going to take a bit of time, so understand that it's you're not alone. There's a lot of people in this problem and this is something that we're working with and we're trying to encourage the ACCC to work on as well. So what about all those other travel credits you might have on board right now? Maybe it's a cruise, a tour or accommodation. Are people also struggling with getting their money back? Brett Jardine is the Managing Director of the Council of Australian Tour Operators with 27 years of travel and tourism experience in the Australian tourism industry. Brett, people are finding it incredibly difficult to use their travel credits and deadlines are fast approaching. Are tour operators allowing for this time of confusion with a bit of flexibility with end dates? At the end of the day, every circumstance is a little bit different. You know, what you or I choose to do for our holidays, it's always a little bit different. And so what we need to keep in mind is referring back to the original booking terms and conditions that we booked our holiday under. I guess take a step back and understand that you are part of a massive global ecosystem of people travelling all over the world. And every single circumstance is a little bit different. At this point in time, as people are rebooking and things are reopening and COVID restrictions are going, can people actually still just ask for their money back if they don't plan to retake that holiday down the track? It all depends on what you're doing and where you're going. If you're in a situation where, you know, you might have booked a a 10-day holiday to the Gold Coast and you've paid money directly to the hotel, they are the end supplier. They have the funds, they may be able to resell that room that you've booked. Then, in those circumstances, you potentially could get a refund. In other circumstances, you might have booked, you know, a three week tour around Europe. You might be going to five different countries that could involve 50, 60, or even 80 different components. And in those circumstances, You could have booked through a travel agent who's passed money on to an Australian tour operator who's then using a what we'd call a destination management company who then is organising all of the little components at the other end from airport transfers to hotels to restaurants to sightseeing activities to local coach operators. There is so much involved and if the money flow has gone all the way through to those end suppliers, getting that money back is impossible. So in those circumstances, no, you won't get a refund. But the liability of delivering the credit sits back with the Australian-based tour operator. So I think one of the learnings from from this is for Australians travelling overseas, a heck of a lot safer to book with a local travel agent who has knowledge and understanding of the industry globally. And they would generally book through an Australian-based tour operator who then carries the liability for the delivery of that trip. If we are having difficulties with some of these things, we are hearing a lot of stories about people having to wait very long times on queues for call centres or even through their virtual chat queues as well. Is there any other way that we can deal with this or just due to the fact that this is happening right now, this is our only way is to really just sit tight and and deal with those long waiting times to deal with these issues? Yeah, the waiting times, Claire, are a big challenge for a lot of our businesses working right across the travel and tourism sector. And at the end of the day, the reason for that is because of COVID, 
what we need to keep in mind is that travel-related businesses don't actually earn revenue until people travel. And so right at the moment, if you or I are booking for a trip for six months away, the tour operator or hotel doesn't actually earn the money until we actually take that travel. And therefore, we are expecting them, or the, those businesses are expected to now, to actually be paying to employ people out of their cash reserves if they have any left. And they simply are struggling to be able to, A, pay people when they don't have revenue yet, and B, even find people. You know, that nationally, we're, you know, we're sitting at under 4% unemployment which is effectively full employment across Australia. And therefore, there is just not the people to come back and fulfil the jobs. That's a problem. And the fact that those businesses don't have the money to pay those people until people actually travel. So it's a bit of a double-edged sword at the moment. And yes, I would just ask people to be a little bit patient. It is difficult for our industry at the moment, but we will get there. Patience is definitely key with the flight credit situation right now. With so many Aussies trying to get on top of it at the same time, it will be hectic until the airlines get back on their feet post-pandemic. But has Tice managed to book that flight to Melbourne she was so looking forward to? Honestly, I've been reading all these horror stories lately of people that are trying to book flights with their credit And then you, so you like look up a flight, you see a price, you go, great, I'll book that. You try to book it and it doesn't let you book with that specific credit. You'll have to buy like a more expensive one. So I'm hopeful, but I'm also, you know, not going to hold my breath about it because this whole experience has put quite a bad taste in my mouth. That's the quickie for today. This episode was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, with audio production by Jacob Round. And if there's a news story you'd like us to look into for you, especially anything that comes up during this election period, make sure you hit us up. You can find us on email, thequickie at mamamia.com.au, or you can always find us on the socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.